Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is your host, Jen, with the P40 Ministries podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in this morning and hanging out with me as we discuss the Bible this morning. So let's go ahead and read Exodus chapter 8, verses 20 through 32. I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible. But you, of course, should read out of whatever version you are the most comfortable reading out of. So grab that cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and read. Yahweh said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Behold, he comes out to the water and tell him, This is what Yahweh says, Let my people go that they may serve me. Else if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground they are on. I will set apart in that day the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end you will know that I am Yahweh on earth. I will put a division between my people and your people. This sign shall happen by tomorrow. Yahweh did so, and there came grievous swarms of flies into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants' houses. In all the land of Egypt, the land was corrupted by reason of the swarms of flies." Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God in the land. Moses said, It isn't appropriate to do so, for we shall sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to Yahweh our God. Behold, if we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, won't they stone us? We will go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to Yahweh our God as he shall command us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go, that you may sacrifice to Yahweh your God in the wilderness, only you shall not go very far away pray for me. Moses said, Behold, I am going out from you. I will pray to Yahweh that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people tomorrow. Only don't let Pharaoh deal deceitfully any more, and not letting the people go to sacrifice to Yahweh. Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to Yahweh. Yahweh did according to the word of Moses, and he removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people. There remained not one. Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and he didn't let the people go. I said on Friday that this is the most disturbing of all of the initial uh, plagues to me. Now, of course, the one that God does at the very end is truly the most disturbing. But this one to me, oh, oh, the swarms of flies is just so sickening to me. I think I have mentioned to you guys several times before that I have a intense fear of flying insects. I would rather be in a room full of snakes or spiders than in a room full of flying insects. And I mean that completely. 
I am so sickened by anything that is a bug that flies. It is disgusting to me. And so these swarms of flies just crawling all over the people is just making me crawl. It's making my skin crawl just thinking about this. So this is extremely disturbing to me. So it says here that Yahweh basically says to Moses in verse 20 that this time he wants Moses to go and warn Pharaoh that this particular plague is going to be happening. And of course, God says to Moses that Pharaoh is going to be out on the water. And he says, rise up early in the morning, Moses, and stand before Pharaoh. Behold, he will come out to the water. So Pharaoh was going out to the water for whatever reason. And uh, Moses was supposed to go and encounter Pharaoh at the water at the Nile River. And so it says here that God tells Moses to tell Pharaoh, this is what Yahweh says, let my people go that they may serve me. If you don't do this, I am going to send a brand new plague. Yahweh is going to send a huge plague, but this time it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be separate. The people of Egypt are going to have this plague on them, but the people of Goshen or the Israelites are not going to have this plague. Now, one thing I mentioned the other day, I think on Friday, that may have not been correct, was that I said that any Egyptian that had um, come to God at this point may not have had the lice on them. Now, that could have been true, because we do find out later on that God does spare Egyptians from the plagues when the Egyptians, when some of the Egyptians had turned to God. We will find that out later. But at this point in time, it's possible that even the Israelites might have been included in some of these plagues. But now God is making a distinction. He is making a distinction between the Israelites and the Egyptians. And I think he's doing this to show the Egyptians, look, if you turn to me, this is what's going to happen. The Israelites are going to be protected from these plagues. If you turn to him, you will also be protected from these plagues the way the Israelites are going to be. So I don't know if God had done that before, but it makes a very clear distinction here that this time God separates the Israelites from the Egyptians and that the Israelites would not be touched in this particular plague. So maybe the Israelites were lightly touched during some of the plagues. Maybe they weren't touched at all, but I just want to call out that there is now a distinction that God is going to separate the Israelites from the Egyptians. Anyway, Moses does what God says, and he goes out and he meets the Pharaoh on the water. And so Moses says everything that he was supposed to say to the Pharaoh, and he's basically like, let my people go, because if you don't, this horrible plague is going to be on you, on your servants, and on the entire nation of Egypt, but it won't be on the Israelites, is what he says now to the Pharaoh. And so Pharaoh obviously does not listen. <laughs> Pharaoh's like, whatever. And so then Yahweh does exactly what he said he was going to do. And the very next day, all of a sudden, all of these horrific swarms of flies come into Pharaoh's house, come into the Egyptians' houses, and the entire nation of Egypt, except for the land of Goshen, where the Israelites primarily lived, every place was covered in these disgusting, horrific swarms of flies. Just, oh, can you imagine just having like swarms of flies like crawling all over your skin and in your eyeballs and oh, oh, 
It's so gross. So this is what's happening. And it says that it was grievous. It, it even covered the ground, all of these swarms of flies. And so after this, Pharaoh is disgusted with these flies, as anybody would be. And it says here that he calls uh, Moses and Aaron into his, his castle or whatever they used to live in back then. And he calls them in and he says, go and sacrifice to your God, but in the land. So in other words, he was saying to Moses and Aaron that they were not allowed to leave Egypt, but they were allowed to sacrifice to their God in Egypt, but not in the wilderness like God had originally wanted. So Moses sticks up for himself here. And it's almost like at this point, Moses has gained enough courage to speak out the way he's speaking out. Aaron did not say this, even though Aaron was supposed to be the uh, prophet, quote unquote, the prophet of Moses and also the speaker. Moses is the one that says that. He says, no, it is not appropriate for us to do that, is what he says to Pharaoh. He's like, we're not going to do that because firstly, that's not what God wanted. And secondly, if we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians to Yahweh, our God, they will stone us is what it says. This <laughs> is very interesting part of Egyptian history. So the sheep was worshipped and cattle and stuff like that were worshipped. And so the Israelites would sacrifice those animals to Yahweh. And the Egyptians considered this to be horrific. This was an abomination to the Egyptians is what it says in the Bible. In fact, shepherds were an abomination to the Egyptians. And it, we learned a little bit about that during the time of Joseph, when we discussed Joseph's story, that Joseph's family, because they were shepherds, were given the land of Goshen because their particular career, shepherding, was considered an abomination because shepherds would eat the sheep that they raised. And Egyptians thought that this was an abomination. They thought this was horrific. So Moses is saying now to Pharaoh, he's like, what, should we get stoned by all the people, by all the Egyptians when they see us slaughtering our cattle for Yahweh in Egypt. No, we're not going to do that. God didn't want that. He wants us to go into the wilderness. We are not going to get stoned by the Egyptian people for sacrificing to our God in the correct way. And so Pharaoh is basically like, okay, all right, fine. You guys can go out into the wilderness, but you're not allowed to go very far away is what he says. And so this was an appropriate enough response to Moses. And so Moses is like, okay, I will pray for you. And of course, Pharaoh did ask to be prayed for. <laughs> and he says to Moses, he's like, please pray to Yahweh so that these swarms of flies can be taken from me. And I can just imagine uh, Moses and Aaron like standing in uh, the courtroom or something like that with Pharaoh and like the flies are buzzing everywhere except around Moses and Aaron. <laughs> That probably did happen, honestly. Moses and Aaron were, were Israelites, so they were not touched by these swarms of flies. This was a miracle. This was a wonder that God was showing to the Egyptian people. Like, look, Moses and Aaron are walking around uh, among you guys, but they don't have any flies on them whatsoever. And that is because they are different. They are set apart. They worship Yahweh. They worship God, the real God, and not this fake Egyptian God. And by the way, that was something I forgot to mention here. God was actually attacking another Egyptian God, a little g Egyptian God, Kepri. And this God, Kepri, was the God of creation and rebirth, and he had the head of a fly. Now, the Egyptians would worship this god, Kepri, 
as their god that had created stuff. And I don't understand why he had the head of a fly, but he did. And so this image, this fly image was worshipped. So when God sends these plagues of flies all over these people and shows the people how grievous, which is the term that the W.E.B. versions uh, says, grievous, when the people see how grievous these swarms of flies are around them, who would want to worship a fly after that or a fly image? Who would want to worship that? No one would. As you're getting these flies all over you, no one is going to think flies are something that should be worshipped during that time period. No one's going to do that. So God was showing his power by attacking this fly god, this Kepri. God was showing his true power and showing the Egyptian people like, look, look, this is what you're worshipping. This insect is what you are worshipping. When in actuality, I'm the one who created this insect. I'm the one who is the the real God, the creator of the universe. And Kepri is a made up God. And this disgusting fly that is crawling all over you right now, that is what you are worshiping. Would you rather worship that filthy insect or me or Yahweh? And this is what God is saying to these Egyptian people, like turn to me, turn to Yahweh is what God is saying. And so it's just a very interesting thing that God is doing. He was working for both the Israelites and the Egyptian people. And I never recognized that before this. I always kind of thought he was punishing the Egyptian people, but it goes far, far deeper than that. He wasn't just punishing them for the treatment of the Israelites, though I'm sure that was part of it. And he was punishing Pharaoh as well. But he was showing the Egyptian people who they should be worshiping the true God. You know, (laughs) we often think that the God of the Old Testament only cared about the Israelites and no one else. That is so untrue, because if you look at the law, the Levitical law, it includes foreigners in the law. It includes them. They were allowed to worship God. In fact, God wanted the foreigners to worship God. He wanted all the peoples of the earth to be blessed by the law so that they could also follow it and so that they could become his people as well. That is very, very clear throughout the Levitical law. And so basically, God here does care about the Egyptian people by showing them the truth. And that is what's what's happening here. But anyway, Pharaoh asks Moses and Aaron if they could pray for him so that the flies could disappear. And Moses is basically like, sure, you know what? I'll pray for you, but you should not be deceitful this time. Do not break your promise that we can go out and sacrifice this time. He says that is the one stipulation. And so... Pharaoh's like, no, no, of course not. It's like, you guys can go and whatever. And so then it says, Moses left Pharaoh's presence and he prayed to Yahweh. And so Yahweh did according to the word of Moses. In other words, God listened to Moses and God took the flies away. And it says here that not one fly was left. Nothing. The flies were just gone. Not one fly was left. And so it says that after this happened in verse 32, the end of this chapter, it says, Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and he didn't let the people go. Pharaoh hardened his own heart. It says that once this this trouble that he had was just gone, he didn't have to worry about it anymore. It was gone. He didn't have to think about it. He doesn't have to keep his promise. The next plague isn't going to happen, whatever. And so Pharaoh is hardening his own heart by basically not letting the people go. 
But friends, this was the end of Exodus chapter 8, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please rate it five stars, write a review, and share it to your social media platforms. But friends, I also want to mention that my book, Out of the Mire, is available on Amazon Prime and also Barnes & Noble. And so if you are interested in learning more about the life of Joseph, we talked a little bit about Joseph today, please go ahead and take a look at it. I will drop a link to the book in the bio of this podcast episode, and it is a devotional and a workbook that you can do alone or with a Bible study group at your church. So please take a look at that. And friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.